Hello and welcome to another episode of Secondhand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable histories. Today's story is from history, but it's nothing short of a tragedy written by Shakespeare himself. If all of this was not true, you would be forgiven for thinking that it came from the mind that came up with Macbeth and Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. This is a story that has all the classic elements of a tragedy. It has royal families, their feuds, it has star-crossed lovers, a tragic hero, his doomed destiny, and even a supernatural prophecy. This is the story of the massacre of the royal family of Nepal. The then king of Nepal king Birendra Bir Bikram Shah had decided that he is going to host the regular friday family dinner in the billiards room of Tribhuvan Sadan Tribhuvan Sadan was a small house that was on the palace grounds the dinner was to take place on 1st june 2001 on this particular night the crown prince Birendra's son Dipendra was seen in the billiards room he was playing billiards while consistently drinking famous grouse whiskey at one point he tells the servants to get him special cigarettes these cigarettes have tobacco mixed alongside a mysterious black substance he smokes these cigarettes and very soon he is slurring and swaying he is in such a bad state that he is being escorted back to his room before he gets to his room he is met by the queen his mother queen aishwarya she meets him and she's very upset she scolds him and berates him and blames his bad behavior on that woman the woman she's referring to is devyani rana and devyani rana was a girl that the crown prince dipendra had met when he was studying in england now she wasn't just any girl she was from the rana dynasty a dynasty that had been at odds with the shahs for a 100 years plus it was the classic trope of star crossed lovers meeting and falling in love now though the rivalry was intense uh, they decide that they want to be together a romance starts and years pass soon dipendra is of the age where the family want to get him married off they start looking for a bride in fact devyani is also considered dipendra's grandmother approaches devyani's mother with the relation but devyani's mother rejects it she says that devyani comes from a very rich house and she doesn't believe that the royal family will be able to take care of her daughter this upsets the royal family and the doors are closed on devyani forever they convey the news to dipendra and they tell him that if he carries on with this relationship then he risks being disinherited from the throne it's a very serious threat but yet Dipendra doesn't back off. He continues being in touch with Devyani and they meet pretty often. It's 
in this backdrop that you can imagine why dipendra is upset with his family there is cause for resentment but there is another cause as well because in 1990 his father king birendra bir bikram shah had decided that he was going to change the monarchy he was going to let go of power and make nepal a constitutional monarchy he was going to give some power to an elected government now this caused dipendra a lot of grief he was extremely upset when this happened because he desperately wanted to be king and he felt like his father was snatching the crown away from his head in fact an aide of the court at this time a man called vivek kumar shah he would later write about this incident when dipendra found out that his father was making nepal a constitutional monarchy he was extremely upset and he said that if i don't become king no one will now at this point vivek kumar shah felt that this was a joke but very soon he would realize how prophetic these words were going to be let me tell you a little bit about who dipendra was as a man our portrait of dipendra comes from vivek kumar shah he wrote a book called maile dekhe ko darbar and in it he paints a picture of the crown prince the picture he paints is of a man with a dual personality he says that dipendra grew up in the company of nurses and orderlies the royal family did not have a very close relation with him when he was growing up the relationship with his mother was frosty from the very beginning not just that very few people advised the crown prince on how to behave as he grew up and joined the royal family as a result he grew up spoilt ill-tempered and a brat he would often get angry and break and throw things when things did not go his way the aide de camps who did not obey him were mistreated this was a man who had a sadistic side he was cruel to small animals from the very beginning he mistreated his pets and mistreated pigeons and rats in addition he also had a fondness for guns he had a huge collection of guns and he cared deeply about this collection but on the other side there was this second aspect of him a nicer more gentler aspect this side of him loved traveling it loved poetry and nepali literature he was a prince with this dual personality but on the night of june 1st 2001 one side would take over for the last time on this night he was drunk he was high and he had been scolded by his mother upset and enraged he was escorted back to his room now in his room he vented out his anger he smashed things he broke pictures he uh, trashed the room and then he called devyani rana he calls her on the phone it's a very short phone call it doesn't last very long and the last thing he tells her is i'm now about to sleep i'll talk to you tomorrow after that what he does is terrifying he puts on army fatigues 
dresses in camouflage clothing, picks up an assault rifle and heads out of his room. He starts making his way to Tribhuvan Sadan. Now no one stops him or wonders why he's carrying a gun because everyone knows that he has a fondness for them. But that day this was going to be a big mistake. He reaches Tribhuvan Sadan and he goes to the billiards room, opens it and starts firing. Bullets lodge into the wall and the ceiling. He's aiming at the king. The king is at the far end and that's when Dipendra pulls the trigger. Bullets spray out of the gun and hit the king. He then steps out and then comes back into the billiards room. He's firing indiscriminately. This time he hits his brother-in-law and his uncles. The brother-in-law would survive but his uncles would perish. He steps out again and then he's back. An eyewitness who saw this would later say that he looked strange and terrifying. He had a blank, almost dead look on his face and he was shooting calmly, almost mechanically. The third time he enters, he guns down his sister, his aunt and his cousin. The carnage has destroyed this billiards room. His brother and his mother have managed to flee. They start heading towards the inner garden and to their horror they realize that Dipendra is chasing after them. Later, his brother's body would be found in the garden and his mother would be found dead at the foot of the steps leading up to her son's room. Dipendra himself would be found beside a pond near his room. He was unconscious. He had shot himself. The royal family were rushed to the hospital and most of them were declared dead on arrival. Dipendra had survived and he would be in a coma for the next three days after this horrific massacre. And then, three days later, Dipendra too would succumb. Now, although this is an extremely violent and very significant event that changed the political course of Nepal, yet very few things are known about the motive of this event. Subsequent governments promised inquiries into this, but these inquiries dredged up very little. What we have then is a bunch of conjecture and theories as to why this massacre took place on that fateful June night. And here are a few of them. The most touted and often repeated theory as to why this happened was of course the romance between Dipendra and Devyani Rana. Now this ill-fated romance was a romance between two dynasties, the Ranas and the Shahs. These were two families that had been at odds for a hundred years. And the families were not agreeing to the marriage, which is why people say that Dipendra in a fit of rage decided to kill his entire family. On that night, his mother had rebuked him about the relationship and then later he had called Devyani on the phone. However, 
That's one theory amongst many. And this is the most personal of the reasons. The other reasons that we're going to get into are slightly more political in nature. The next one is about Dipendra's ambitions of becoming king. He had been extremely upset when his father had decided to make Nepal a constitutional monarchy. He had taken power away from the kings and given it, or at least a portion of it, to elected governments. Now this has enraged Dipendra and when he had heard the news, it was said that he had heard it in England and he had broken a door upon hearing this. This coupled with the fact that his parents were against his proposed marriage to Devyani might have triggered him into pulling off the massacre. There are people, however, who feel that this is also not the motive. They feel like the motive lies in a conspiracy that's slightly larger, murkier and more international. Now, this theory comes to us from political parties in Nepal who feel like there was an international hand in this massacre, an international force that was determined to destabilize the political landscape of Nepal. Now, these people say that the camouflaged man wearing army fatigues that the guests saw it wasn't even Dipendra. They say it could have been an agent from the CIA or RAW. These theories are speculation and there's not much to back them up. And there are people who believe that you don't have to look so far outside to find a motive. A motive could be far closer to home. There are a lot of people who point the finger to Dipendra's uncle, King Bikram's brother, Gyanendra. Gyanendra is an interesting person to bring into this story. This family function was supposed to be a function for all the members of the royal family and invites had gone to each and every one of them. There was one person, however, who had remained conspicuous by his absence. And that was Gyanendra. Gyanendra was said to be in Pokhara on political work. And he had avoided that fateful night in June. What's more, his statement kept changing after the incident took place. Right after the incident takes place, Gyanendra comes out and says that Dipendra was definitely the perpetrator. But then a few days later, he says that no, Dipendra was innocent. And the massacre took place because the gun accidentally went off. And then in front of an inquiry, he would change the statement again and say that no, Dipendra was indeed the perpetrator. And he had changed his statements because of political pressure. Yanendra was also the person who stood the most to gain out of the massacre. When Dipendra finally succumbs, it was Gyanendra who ascended to the throne. He became the king of Nepal. When he becomes king, he inherits a country that is torn by civil uprisings. Maoists have taken hold in Nepal and there's a lot of insurgency taking place. Because of this, Gyanendra takes back control to the monarchy. He would dissolve the government, but very soon he was forced to reappoint them. His reign would last about seven years from 2001 to 2008. And in this time, he would dismiss three prime ministers. It was a turbulent 
reign which was never able to establish a firm government and because of this in 2008 finally elections were held and the maoists got a simple majority they come into power and very quickly they pass a bill that abolishes the monarchy this bill is passed with a landslide majority and in june of 2008 gyanendra has to leave the royal palace and that's what brings an end to the cycle of events that began in 2001 which brings us to our last theory now i had promised you that there was a supernatural prophecy and here it is the shah dynasty of which king birendra and his son dipendra were a part was the shah dynasty and the shah dynasty was started by a man called prithvi narayan shah prithvi narayan shah was a ruler from the gorkha region and he was the person who had united a lot of warring states to become ruler of what would be modern day nepal prithvi narayan shah was a capable king and according to legend one day he was passing through a forest and he happened to meet a yogi now the king offers the yogi some curd the yogi accepts this offering eats it and regurgitates the curd and offers it back to the king the yogi demands that the king accept this offering and eat it the king is repulsed by this and he refuses this regurgitated curd the curd falls from the yogi's hands and it drips onto the 10 toes of the king incensed the yogi then curses prithvi narayan shah and he says that your dynasty will end on the 10th generation and when king gyanendra vacates the throne he was part of the 10th generation now it's an eerie tale and because of its accuracy it was revived and brought back into popular culture whether it was love politics or an ancient curse that will never be known because the true motive of this event disappeared with its victims and its perpetrator what we have left then is an event that changed the course of nepal that changed its political destiny and a tragic tale filled with sound and fury and that's the story of the royal massacre of nepal i hope you enjoyed the story if you did then please leave a like and a comment if there are other stories that you'd like me to cover then also leave them in the comment section below as usual this episode is brought to you by my career if you'd like to support my career then do check the links in the description for shows i'm going to be doing in fact neville shah not of the shah dynasty and i are coming to gurgaon and delhi on 23rd and 24th of april uh, we're going to be doing stand up and an improvised story so if you're in those places then do come it's going to be a lot of fun also each and every episode of second hand stories is shot in front of a live audience if you'd like to be a part of this audience or if you'd like to support the channel in general then do consider becoming a member you can do that by clicking join uh, on the home page of this channel that's about it until next time 
stay safe and bye bye